everyone. Welcome to the Nielsen Show. It is March 7th, 2021. Uh, Sunday edition here. Going to go over a few things. Going to start out with uh, HR1 for the People's Act of 2021. Uh, this is the trick that politicians always use. They put this fancy name on it to get you to think, oh, well, it's for the people. It, it's got to be good, right? So we support it. Well, let's let's dig into exactly what is in HR1, shall we? We're going to start off with that. Uh, I'm going to go into a little bit of probably what um, QAnon, because I watched a little bit of a documentary on Vice. I mean, so you can take that kind of how you want. Um, so... HR1, and then we're going to go into the reasons that people follow QAnon. Um, so, let's go with, this is kind of an explanation from the Epoch Times. They've kind of broke it down. I've read through the bill. Uh, you can go onto the government site and find it. Um, so, this says, the key things you need to know about HR1, the For the People Act of 2021. On Wednesday, Democrats in the House passed H.R. 1, the For the People Act of 2021, which was introduced by Rep. John Sarbanes, Democrat from Maryland. The election reform package, if passed by the Senate, would transfer authority over how elections are administered from states to the federal government. So the Constitution says that it's up to the states to decide how their elections take place. So this is basically trying to turn over election authority to the federal government, or basically Congress. Um, subject private, it subjects private citizens to intimidation and harassment for their private and political beliefs and make permanent many voting rules that opponents say lead to voter fraud, which is, ties in with QAnon, because that was a lot of the reason a lot of them people were at the Capitol on January 6th protesting the election. Um, and I'm just going to kind of get into the reasons why I think they think that, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Um, anyways, I'll get back into that. Uh, the 791 page long HR one legislation package, which was marked up by members of the 116th Congress was adopted without much debate. Some provisions like ensuring that all voting machines used in U.S. elections are also manufactured in the United States or increasing access for voters with disabilities are supported by both sides, but most other provisions are contentious. Now, that makes sense there, that part of it. Uh, we have voting machines, you know, everybody knows it was Dominion and they were scattered throughout the states of who used them, who didn't. Um, people, so, I mean, articles I've read, there have been people that... Uh, analyze these machines, you know, tech people that analyzed them, uh, printed out basically what they saw as an election anomaly. And so this is kind of where I think it ties in with QAnon because um, they are, some of their stuff is pretty conspiratorial and crazy, but some of it you're like, oh, okay, I can see why they think that. But on this part... Nobody ever give any explanations about the anomalies. It's just kind of like it disappeared from the news. Uh, Joe Biden's elected. It's old news. Nobody cares about it anymore. 
So you're still going to have the next election cycle coming at what, 28 next year for I think uh, most of Congress. And these people aren't going away because nobody in the government uh, or the FBI or anything else want to give any kind of explanations. And it seems to be kind of one-sided as far as the people that are trying to suppress this knowledge. You would think the Democrats, you know, if they were being totally honest here, would be, yeah, let's get to the bottom of this and find out if there was, you know, voter fraud. Because from some investigative reports and stuff done by Project Veritas and other places, I mean, people can say, oh, they're, they're a bunch of right, far right wing conspiracy people. Um, it looks pretty damning, you know, if they're, they've got video you can watch. I mean, all these people saying how they're going around harvesting ballots, especially targeting older people that can't go, probably, you know, don't have the means to get to a polling place to actually go and vote in person. And that's what part of this HR1 does is we get down the, the section to it. It, uh, basically is going to allow ballot harvesting, which with the pandemic and stuff, it was a lot easier for this to, if there, if there was, I'm not saying there was cheating, but if there was, because it looks like it, and there's been no explanation that with ballot harvesting and if the federal government takes over, because right now you gotta you gotta remember the Democrats are complete control of the House, and it's a 50-50 split basically in the Senate. I think they have one extra vote or something like it's it's really dead even pretty much in the in the Senate. Um, so with the ballot harvesting though. Uh, people can go around and just, you know, collect people's ballots. And if they don't know how to fill them out or they con them into, hey, we'll just fill it out for you, you know, what do you want to... The, the, the video I seen was this lady, you know, talking to other elderly people. That, hey, you know, just tell me what you want to fill out. You want it to be all Democrat, right? Down, all the way down ticket. So, and this is this lady talking to another another lady, the one video I seen. And she's explaining then afterwards to the guy that she's with, that's an undercover Veritas guy, how they do this. And then they, basically if they find somebody that is Republican, they basically just throw their, you know, ballot away. Because it's, I mean, and I'm not saying this can't happen on the, the Republican side as well, which I think it's going to, if they go fully into this, if this bill passes all all as a whole, you're going to end up with that on both sides because then the Republicans are going to know that they can't win because the Democrats are have got like an army of people out there collecting these ballots all for Democrats. So you're going to have to do that again on the other side for uh, the, the Republican sides to even try and make it close to even. Uh, so I just, I just find that this bill is going to make it really hard to say that there's going to be free and fair elections going on if it, if it passes all the way through. Um, so this, the rest of this article goes on. The sweeping election reform package is divided into three major sections. The second section is the main body of the legislation with three subsections. A, voting, B, campaign finance, and C, ethics. Section three is the findings of general constitutional authority, and section four is the standards for judicial review. 
There are some of the key changes to election laws in H.R. 1. It gives the federal government authority to administer elections, which is basically taking the power out of the Constitution for the states to do it and giving it all to Congress, to the federal government. Although the U.S. Constitution gives states the authority to run their elections as they see fit, Democrats have interpreted the Constitution in their favor, stating in H.R. 1, Congress finds that it, is bro it has broad authority to regulate the time, place, and manner of congressional elections under the Elections Clause of the Constitution, Article 1, Section 4. Limits, number two, limits a plaintiff's access to federal courts when challenging H.R. 1, it would mandate that any lawsuits challenging the constitutionality of H.R. 1 could only be filed in the District Court for the District of Columbia and all plaintiffs would be required to file joint papers or to be represented by a single attorney at oral argument. So, it, I mean, it doesn't seem like it's trying to be for the people. To me, it seems like it's supposed to be for the, for the uh, federal government. So it sounds like a lot of this is trying to give power, basically, to more, more power to Congress is what it's coming down to. Three, mandates automatic voter registration in all 50 states. 19 states currently have uh, automatic voter registration. Democrats call this modernizing elections, meaning automatically registering any person that has given information to designated government agencies, such as the Department of Motor Vehicles. A public university or a social service agency would be registered. It mandates same-day and online registration, which tells me right there you don't have to be a citizen. You, if you can go in and get a driver's license, uh, you are automatically registered to vote. So why do we even have laws? Why do we even have a constitution if you're just going to let anybody and everybody... I mean, we might as well let everybody come down from Canada, everybody come up from Mexico come election time and just waylay the whole the whole voting system altogether because that's basically what they're sneaking in there that's i mean this whole this whole bill is mostly atrocious number 4 it mandates no fault absentee ballots this provision would do away with witness signature wonder why they'd want to get rid of that or notarization requirements for absentee ballots Additionally, it would force states to accept absentee ballots received up to 10 days after Election Day. Now, with the notarization thing, there was another article I've read somewhere that said, I think it was in Texas, that a notarizer um, didn't even check for signatures or wasn't even a witness for signatures and just basically blind-stamped all these uh, ballots that were turned in. So, not saying that there was election fraud, but it sure looks like there was election fraud. I mean, we know there's election fraud one way or the other. I mean, and it probably happens on both sides to some extent. But a lot of the stuff that keeps getting uncovered and people that have been getting arrested are people that are doing it for the Democrat side. So, I mean, that it kind of makes it look really uh, one-sided. <laughs> When it comes to this, and like I say, I'm not saying that both sides don't have people that are doing it because it's voter fraud is going to happen no matter what. I, I don't the the numbers never zero uh, towards either side. But if you're going to implement all these other things, um, you know we, we they've gone to you know the Democrats have pushed this forever. We don't need voter ID. You know that's suppressing. 
the vote, which is complete lunacy, if you ask me. That actually, if you tell, if you, you have to go to the bank, you have to have ID. If you go to the liquor store, you got to have ID. If you, you, uh, I mean, there's so many things you have to use an ID for that if you're not responsible enough to get some kind of ID, it doesn't have to be a driver's license, but some kind of ID. I mean, most states you can go get just an ID card that's certified from the state for like five or ten bucks. So it almost tells me if if people aren't responsible enough, if they really want to vote and make their voice heard, make their vote count, they would make take the time somewhere. I mean, you've got all this time to figure this out to get this stuff done if you really want to go in and vote. A signature match. How hard is that? I mean, so many simple things to try and make a free and fair election, an actual free and fair election, versus one that people are just claiming, oh, well, you're just, you know, being racist and trying to suppress people from voting. It's like, that's not where it is. That's their excuse to cheat, if you ask me. Um, Number five, prevents election officials from removing ineligible voters from registries or confirming the eligibility and qualifications of voters. The bill would make it illegal to verify the address of registered voters. Cross-checking voter registration lists to find individuals registered in multiple states or ever removing registrants no matter how much time has elapsed. Uh, another no-brainer. It sounds like uh, that would be something you would want to do. Or you'll end up with the other uh, accusations I've heard of people that have moved out of counties, moved out of certain states, but still somehow voted in those states and the other states that they removed to or other counties they moved to. So if you don't remove these people, you're going to have multiple ballots printed out for the same person through however many different addresses they've had. Uh, you know, it, it, that makes it just an even bigger mess. Number six, restores the Voting Rights Act. This provision would require states to obtain approval from the federal government before implementing any voting rules. Changes H.R. 1 would add a provision criminalizing, hindering, interfering, or preventing anyone from registering or voting, which I'm pretty sure that's already law. Seven, ban state voter ID laws. Um, it, yeah, ban state voter ID laws. It would force states to allow individuals to vote without an ID, and instead they could merely sign a statement in which they claim they are who they say they are. And, I mean, I guess in some ways I can see why some people wouldn't be able to get an ID. They might be wanted by the law, perhaps. I'm just saying. Or, I mean, I, I just don't know the reasons why you couldn't get an ID. Unless there's something nefarious in your background or something that uh, makes it so you don't want to go in to see uh, the authorities or somebody to get a valid, just an ID card or a driver's license or something like that. There's, there's some reason in my mind that tells me you you have issues with getting ID. But, you know, that's just my opinion. Um, let's see. Number eight, ensures illegal immigrants can vote. The bill would shield non-citizens from 
prosecution if they are registered to vote automatically and agencies are not required to keep records of who declined to affirm their citizenship. I'm not even going to go on to that one because I mean that's pretty self-explanatory there. Number nine, allow same-day voter registration, which I thought they had anyways. Uh, each state shall permit any eligible individual on the day of a federal election and on any day when voting, including early voting, is permitted before a federal election to register to vote in such election at the polling place, to cast a vote in such election. The section includes a clause that requires same-day voter registration to be implemented in time for the upcoming elections in 2022. Now, I can't, the problem with that I see is that you're going to overwhelm the system with trying to get people registered and to be able to vote all at the same time because the government i mean i've said this time and time again the government's never efficient on doing anything so for them to just take over all elections and everybody just thinking this is going to go hunky-dory and smooth smooth as glass uh i guarantee it's going to be so screwed up they're not going to be able to freaking even figure out who won an election anymore because that's the federal government. That's their efficiency. And the more chaotic it is, the more one side can claim the other side did something. You know, it'll just be a huge mess that's definitely not worth it. So I can only pray that they do not pass this bill. I mean, like I say, it's hundreds and hundreds of pages long, too. So for the people, you know, <laughs> I don't know what they're trying to pull over everybody's eyes other than a fancy title on it because this is for the people you need to back this legislation <laughs> uh, that's the stuff you should definitely run away from um so what else we got here uh number 10 requires registration for those under 18 um states to carry out a plan to increase the involvement of individuals under 18 years of age in public election activities in the state Oh, you're, even at 18, they're going to say you're legally an adult. Um, what they really need to do is simplify what they consider an adult. So they'll let you go into the military, they'll let you shoot an automatic weapon, drive a tank, uh, die for your country, or die for your politicians, basically, kind of what it's really turned into anymore. Um, but you can't buy alcohol, you can't, uh, well... Most states, I think, are like 19 to buy cigarettes. I don't know if they've changed that or not, or tobacco products. Um, but you have to be 21 once you come out of the service to buy a handgun, to own a lot of firearms, um, and to buy alcohol. you got to be 21. So what is it? If you're under 18... You have no real life experience. You don't know. Most people that vote these days don't even know who they're voting for or what their, uh, what that per you know that candidate is even about. It's like, well, you know, I either I either lean more to the left or I lean more to the right. So I'm gonna either do all Democrat down ticket or all Republican down ticket. Most of the time, everything you're gonna see is big names like the presidential elections. Maybe in your local area, you're going to see, you know, your representatives, commercials, or, you know, somehow, social media, however they're, you know, talking with people. But 
realistically, I think they should just raise everything to 21 because even at 21, you still don't have a whole lot of life experience. I mean, you may have had a job since maybe you were 16 uh, anymore. Most kids don't even have jobs until after they're out of high school. So, I mean, they have no real life experience to then say, hey, you know what, we want kids under 18 to start participating in public elections. It's just ridiculous. Because all that's going to be is teachers are going to turn into propagandists to get them to vote a certain way. That's all it is, because they don't know any different. They don't research any of this stuff. Most kids aren't into politics, and I don't blame them, because politics ruin everything. Um, so, anyways, number 11, prohibits the publication of misleading information about elections. <laughs> uh, where, what could go wrong there? The bill makes it a federal crime to communicate or cause to be communicated information that is knowingly false and designed to discourage voting, carrying with it a sentence of up to five years. Now, with big tech involved with this, that could be anything that is conservative is false information because that's basically what they did in this last election and anything that might have been not approved messaging about COVID stuff was pushed away and banned out of their platforms. Um, anybody that was on one side heavily, I, I mean, I haven't read any stories that have said, oh, these more Democrat leftist liberals or whatever got banned you know, and if they did, there was probably something really stupid that they had said that might have been more to the right. Like it didn't just it didn't stay with the narrative. So that is another huge stake in the First Amendment there, pretty much. Um, Fourteen legalizes nationwide vote by mail without photo ID. States are required to provide for an absentee vote by mail in elections for federal offices and may not require an individual to provide any form of identification as a condition of obtaining an ad absentee ballot. A witness signature will not be required. 15. Promotes ballot harvesting. The bill says states shall permit a voter to designate any person to return a voted and sealed absentee ballot to the post office, a ballot drop-off location, tribally designate, designated building, or election office for so long as the person designated to return the ballot does not receive any form of compensation based on the number of ballots and may not put any limit on how many voted and sealed absentee ballots any designated person can return. Now, unless you get caught, how in the hell is anybody going to know that anyways? Require states to accept ballots 10 days after election day. <laughs> 10 days after election day. This is, this is exactly what I'm always talking about. If you want the federal government to do it, you're just asking for inefficiency. You're asking for it to be all screwed up. And you're asking for you, the people, to get screwed over. Guaranteed almost every time. But, you know, you still got people that uh, vote vote for it because it has a fancy title. Uh, 18 requires campus vote coordinators. Yeah, so there you go. Even in the college, you know, they're going to... Most colleges are left-leaning liberal anyways. So, I, you know, that's always going to go one-sided there. 
mandates that states can uh, this number 19 oh man that's how many this thing got I mean this article has got freaking a bazillion parts of it and this is summarized so I don't even know if I you know I'm not even gonna go through the rest of it because it's really just a piece of garbage bill um, so there's part of that you know and so like say QAnon being involved at the insurrection you know I mean the, the funny thing was is that all these politicians uh, conservative, not even conservative, really. I mean, it was mostly people on the the Democrat side, and a bunch of the the wacko Republican ones that were anti-Trumpers and stuff like that. So to them, it was definitely more advantageous to them to claim that this was some big, huge armed insurrection. They were scared for their lives. Um, but an FBI report that came out also said that uh, there was no weapons found. I mean, none of the videos i seen anybody had a weapon. I never heard any gunshots fired other than the lady that got shot. Um, so let's just see. Um, so going into Wikipedia, which, I mean, take that how you want to because it's all kind of... Uh, oh, it's People can go in and adjust what it says. As far as I understood. So its definition of QAnon is. QAnon or simply Q. Is a disproven and discredited. American far right conspiracy theory. Alleging that a secret cabal of Satan worshipping. Cannibalistic pedophiles. Is running a global child sex trafficking ring. And plotted against former US President Donald Trump. While he was in office. Um, So I think part of that. Is kind of what some of those people believe. Well, like I say, after I watched this uh, documentary on the Vice Channel, these this guy and this lady, you know, are going around. They're actually interviewing people that were QAnon supporters. And I mean, with any of this stuff, left or right, you're going to get a bunch of extremists one one way or the other because people can start uh, even just like a rumor part of it, and somebody's going to take it for truth and then it's going to keep you know spiraling out of control but like i say with the election and them them and that was it was mostly republicans and donald trump supporters that were there you had a good majority of them there was a big chunk of them i would i would say that were QAnon uh people but the the whole thing with them you know, saying the election was a fraud, I, again, was I think that because nobody wanted to explain the supposed anomalies. I mean, I don't really think that's a whole lot for the public to ask for. But then once again, if there's something to hide, you just shut up, don't say anything, the media covers, and eventually the story disappears and everything's blamed on one side. And the rest is history, I guess. Um, But the other thing is with the pedophile stuff is they also had Jeffrey Epstein. I mean, everybody everybody knew that whole thing. And then all of a sudden he was, you know, little leaked stories were coming out, you know, that implemented a lot of high powerful people, including, as far as I understand, Prince Charles. And then, you know, stuff started getting real weird. And next thing you know, the guy ends up dead, supposedly committed suicide. Yeah, right. 
and uh, that story kind of just disappeared. You know, magically the cameras went down, the the guards were asleep, or you know, whatever the excuses ended up being. In the end, I don't know. I heard about fifteen bazillion different ones, but then still, once again, no explanation other than oh he hung himself he committed suicide end of story nothing to see here move along so you can see why these QAnon people can have these conspiracies that can be actual conspiracy fact and eventually somewhere down you know years from now Somebody might finally come out with the actual truth about these incidents. And then then it'll be conspiracy fact. Right now, I you know, it's still conspiracy theory because all the actual information is not being let out. And there's no willingness of the government to let anybody know anything. So they're just basically letting these conspiracies go on. I mean, they're not even trying to make up some kind of fake story to explain it away. They're just not saying anything. But then, you know, you've got big tech that, so if you say anything about this, you're going to get banned or, you know, we're going to just delete your posts, whatever. So, I mean, these people aren't going away. And the biggest problem with that is, is because it's their conspiracies are going to keep getting worse and worse. I mean, they, I think part of it on the, the show I watched, you know, they thought certain politicians and different high powerful people were some kind of lizard alien people. I mean, so, I mean, that's that's kind of where this rabbit hole goes with QAnon. And supposedly one of the guys that started QAnon was... You know, said it was just supposed to be a joke, and then it kind of took off. But um, in that uh, documentary, there they showed a video as well of General Flynn. You know, and hit a lot most of his family. I don't know if brothers and sisters and kids and whatever, whoever they were, you know, pledging. Where we go, one we go all. Which, if you see that, the WWG one. WGA, if you see that somewhere, that's the QAnon, where we go one, we go all. So that's kind of my thoughts, where a lot of this stuff kind of ties together. And once again, you just don't have, none of the news want to tell you the truth, because they have an agenda, what that is in the end, I'm not solidly sure, but... There's something funky going on, and, you know, I hate to be the one to say it, but unfortunately it seems like it's going on mostly on the Democrat side. But you've got the QAnon people that are more on the right Republican side. But like I say, the Democrats are the ones that introduced this H.R. 1 bill, which is a complete disaster all the way through. They also... uh, the HR, I think it was 127, I did an episode on, the, basically trying to ban all kinds of guns, basically. Because, in my opinion, if they can ban the guns and get them taken away from the people, they, I think, I think it scared a lot of them 
Because those people that went into the capital on the 6th, they didn't have weapons. If all those people there had weapons and descended on that, um, it would have been a completely, our country would be completely turned around right now. I think we would be probably in civil war. So, I mean, it's a good thing that they didn't have guns. But for the government to want to basically ban everybody that's a legal law-abiding citizen from having guns or of any kind. And, you know, they always try and say the, the scary, you know, automatic. They try and say they're automatic. They're semi-auto. But because they look like a military weapon... They come out with all these fancy, scary words to get people to back these horrendous bills that don't do anything against crime and, you know, criminals and stuff like that. That is an individual thing. If these people want to commit crimes, they will do it one way or the other. And usually, if it ain't with a gun, it's going to be bombs or some other kind of device. I mean, knives hammer I mean you can you can go to the FBI statistic database and see where homicides are committed and realistically with guns those numbers are way down so I can say there's a lot of this stuff that I think ties together but it just isn't all the way fully complete until it is I'm not going to say one way or the other but there's a lot of uh indications that that's going in a certain way hopefully not hopefully we've got enough people that are trying to be a little bit more engaged and get uh, informed on this stuff kind of make your own decisions but I really hate the saying we need to take this country back because I mean it's it's still our country we just need to take Congress back and get those people, you know, the same people that voted to enact uh, a bill, you know, a legislation that prevents a presidential candidate from serving more than two terms will not do it to themselves, even though I think there's a growing percentage of Americans that want that to happen, but they're not going to vote themselves out of a job. You'll never get them to do that willingly. Unless we can start by state by state, start getting people in there that don't want to be a politician. Uh, Maybe can go in there to try and get a few of these major changes done that actually would be for the people. Which would be to get all those people that have been in there uh, 10 plus years, basically, recycled out of there. No lifetime benefits. No monthly you know, no yearly salaries, no health benefits. They go back to the general public uh, as, you know, go start their own business or go work for somebody or whoever, but not getting lifetime benefits because they served a couple terms in Congress. The president's kind of the, the same way. We, I, I don't know where it's started when you know we decided to you know pay these people these lush salaries for not being in office anymore uh it just it doesn't work out because you get the legislation that you start getting 
with people that know that, hey, all I got to do is raise more money than the other guy and I can stay in here forever or he can retire from here, you know. And then I still get paid after I've screwed everything up. <laughs> Anyways, that's kind of what I wanted to touch on today. That's, uh, like I say, I mean, the documentary was kind of interesting. You know, I mean, I don't think I finished all of it because I, it, I don't know if it didn't have the other, the last episode out yet or something. I, I don't even know. Maybe it's an older one. I don't know. But uh, QAnon... It was on. It was on Vice or Who Is Q? I think it's kind of what it starts out as, and they're just going around trying to find, you know, talk with the different people that seem to be associated with QAnon, and kind of give you a, a rundown of it. There's three or four episodes. I don't remember. Um, interesting, if nothing else, you know, like I say, some of it you just like, okay, if those people believe that, that is, that's crazy. But some of it, you can kind of see with things that have happened, why they might believe certain things were going on. So anyways, I mean, like I say, don't don't believe anything I say as truth, because all I'm trying to do is give you information I find. Uh, so if you got the time and the, the knowledge on how to run around the internet, just go and look it up for yourself. You can read it firsthand. So that's all I got today. Uh, thanks for joining me. Hope to catch you on the next one and have a good weekend.